So I think a good takeaway from that is that when you're looking at your own style, again, and your own choices, like it's always going to be secondhand will be the most sustainable Mm -hmm. because you create nothing new. It's already here for you and you can find cool pieces, which is exciting. But if you are going to buy something new, then it's important to look at the companies that you're buying from and to really see if they, yeah, if they align with you. That was my little sister, Leah, and this is episode 30 of Into Intentional. Welcome to Into Intentional, the show where we chat about intentional living within the realm of wellness, self-care, sustainability, and entrepreneurship. My name is Christy, and I'm a wellness YouTuber and sustainable living enthusiast, otherwise known as Sedona Christina in the internet land, and I'm your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'm sending you heaps of love today and every day. Hi fam. We have my little sister on the show this week. I was in a home for a family event in Vermont in like September. This was forever ago. And we recorded this episode. She originally didn't feel comfortable with me even interviewing her. I kind of had to pull teeth and and get her to do this with me. So thank you so much, Leah, because I genuinely really, really, really enjoyed this conversation. I was just editing it back because I kind of forgot what we talked about, honestly, because it's now January (laughs) and uh, it's one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done and obviously near and dear to my heart that my little sister could be on the show. So thank you so much, Leah, for letting me not only record this with you, but now put it on iTunes. Um, We talk about a lot of things. We talk about veganism and uh, both of our transitions to it and just like she's traveled a lot. She's honestly a lot cooler than I am. She is a world traveler and so talking about how she went about not only her transition, being in university, being in high school as a vegan, and then after university into her now career life, how she has managed being vegan while traveling and being a lot more social than I am and uh, all of that. And then we also talk about she works for a sustainable fashion company now and what that has been like her transition from, you know, she got a job at her dream company that she'd want to work. She wanted to work for literally since before I can remember, she's always wanted to work for this fashion company um, since a very, very young age and straight out of university, she got an internship with them and, uh, which she worked very, very hard for, which we get into. And then ultimately realized that her, you know, ethics and stuff didn't align with this company that she had dreamt of working for, for her entire life. And so how that kind of went about and how she found a job that aligned with her ethics and also, you know, what people can do in their own industries if they want to encourage their companies to be more sustainable and just finding a job that aligns with your ethics is complicated. So kind of continuing the conversation in this episode about that. And yeah, then we talk about, I don't know, self-care, self-love, just all the things in between because she's my sister. So we just got to talking and being sisters. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And yeah, just a quick little last thing. This is the last episode for a couple of weeks. I'm going to take a little break just getting the podcast studio ready and everything. And after this episode, we'll be rolling out the new branding, which, you know, I've said it before, we changed the name drastically. It went from being into intentional with Sedona Christina to being just intentional with Sedona Christina. I dropped a word. Yeah, it's a big rebrand. Uh, you know, we're just over here living life. <laughs> but also, all the episodes, 
are going to be on YouTube now. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast's new YouTube channel if you want to watch video renditions of, I just said that's super weird. I'm super sorry. Uh, but if you want to watch like video editions of all of these episodes rather than just listening to the audio, you can do that too. And even if you don't want to listen, it would mean a lot if you go and subscribe over there uh, and also subscribe over here. So I'll let me run through those quick reminders right now. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review over on iTunes if you feel ever so inclined. I really, 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 really appreciate all of the wonderful reviews that you guys have left. It really helps the show be found and heard and allows me to kind of continue to do the show. And another great way to support would be just sharing it in your Instagram stories or clicking the three little dots in the corner. If you're listening on iTunes, you can copy the link and send it in a text message directly to a friend. Sharing every episode with a friend really, really helps. And every time that you guys tag me in Instagram or Instagram stories or Twitter or wherever the heck people post on the internet, it honestly melts my heart and makes my soul smile. And I cannot be more grateful. It really, really, really helps just you know, word of mouth helps a lot in allowing me to continue doing this. And, um, of course, following myself over on YouTube and Instagram, I'm at Sedona Christina on both of those. And of course, all of the links that I just mentioned are in the description of this episode as well, as well as links to sign up for my email newsletter, which goes out. Well, I aim to send it out every Sunday, but it doesn't quite happen every week. I haven't sent one out in a few weeks, but um, whenever I do get the chance to send those out, it's really fun. It's just kind of a snippet from myself every week, little self-care notes or links to things that I think are really interesting that I've stumbled upon that week or music playlists, like really whatever I'm feeling like putting in there that week just a little something from me to you to kind of hopefully help you have a nice Sunday morning with and read with your coffee and get your week off to a great start it's kind of the hopes um and yeah what else do I have to say oh the last one and potentially the most important one if you can afford to support over at patreon for as little as a dollar a month you can go to patreon.com slash Christina where you get all kinds of goodies and I'm also revamping the patreon to be better hopefully fingers crossed in 2020 and um okay I'm I'm gonna let this whole thing get into the episode now I love you all I hope you enjoy this little conversation with my little sister, Leah, and I. Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks How you for feeling? Me? I feel good. Yeah? Yeah. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it feels weird. Honestly, I feel like this is so professional and it's weird to talk to you this way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. bring it on. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the podcast. This is my little sister, Leah. Hi, everyone. Yeah. She's, we're two years and four months apart. Mm-hmm. If anyone was wondering, she's younger than me. Yep. I am the old one. <laughs> we're currently, our mom organized this like huge family reunion that's been in the works for like two years. Not really a family reunion. It's like our ski club reunion, yeah, but they but our really ski are club our, family. Is our family. Right. Yeah. So we, we call them like aunts and uncles, but yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we're in Vermont right now yeah. at our cottage. We grew up skiing, if you didn't know that. We did the whole downhill <laughs> racing thing for a hot minute and you did it for very a couple years yeah. yeah it was like every family has their sport and skiing, yeah, skiing is definitely our ours. family sport 
So it's cool to be back here, but it's weird. We're like sitting in our, our childhood old, bedroom yeah, our recording bedroom. a podcast. But our mom has made our childhood bedroom into a different room. Like we used to have a bunk bed. Yeah. It's gone. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks. Um, So yeah, you're two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Also vegan. Mm-hmm. And you're also into sustainability and mm-hmm. sustainable fashion. Do you want to tell people what you do? Yeah, sure. Share? I actually just recently got a new job and I work with a company called United by Blue and I do their social media and we are an outdoor apparel and accessory brand. But the cool thing about the company is that for every product we sell, we also clean up a pound of trash from oceans and waterways. Yeah. So, But I'd say that's not the coolest thing about UBB like you guys are a very innovative sustainable fashion company like you guys mm-hmm. are innovative with your textiles and like yeah. sourcing and everything so we're a heavily mission-based company and that really is like runs through and through with everything we do mm-hmm. so not this only- is not an ad by the way just to run right down. no but I think it's important <laughs> because I specifically quit my last job yeah. um, to work at a company that aligned more with my values um, and I really made it clear when I was interviewing for the position because my last job was still a good job and it was with an amazing brand, um, huge, fashion a huge company. fashion brand that like every girl and guy would know. But I just it really hurt me every day to see how much waste was being created, especially plastic waste and just garment waste in general. Um, and so when I was interviewing for the position at my new job, I was really clear in saying, you know, is this greenwashing? Like everything that you're talking about sounds amazing on your website, but is this actually kind of real? Because I felt like my last job was super, or the company portrayed itself as a very like bohemian, um, sustainable almost company. I feel like the bohemian thing sort of for some reason, like people associate that with right like hippie country sustainability but like they're totally separate the number of companies that like even people will dm me being like i love this brand Mm -hmm. is it sustainable because it has like that vibe for Mm -hmm. some reason no for sure the vibe is there yeah um and and i think every company is slowly trying to make changes because they see the you know change in demand and and how consumer mindsets changing but it just wasn't there yet so when i was interviewing for my new job i actually had the chance to talk to one of the founders and i honestly pressed him because i wanted to make sure that i wasn't leaving a good thing just for the same thing yeah and so he was very honest with me and like open about it and It was so refreshing to see that sustainability is truly at the core of everything that they do and it's something that they like really do believe in. And I think it's important to love what you do and to work with and under people who also love that and share the same passion. And so, yeah, my new job's amazing. It's, again, we pick up a pound of trash for every item that we sell, but also we've committed to quit single-use plastic by World Oceans Day in 2020, which is super cool. And it's just, it's refreshing to be around people who are so conscious about like oh that was wrapped in plastic so obviously we're not going to buy that for lunch and like it's just it's cool to be around like-minded people I guess yeah 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 Yeah. and I feel like as well something that could be interesting that we could talk about is like I feel like a lot of people feel like they can't find a job that aligns with their values Mm -hmm. for sure and like that's a confusing thing like because not only the job that you left that was your dream job yeah like not like literally since the day we were maybe I was 10 and you were eight, you always, you wanted to work for that company. Yeah. It was and you always had, my like, dream. Yeah. Very specific 
roles that you wanted within that company Mm -hmm. from a very early age. And then, you know, you got the internship with them while you were in college, which was, I mean, it took you a couple of years to get that internship. You applied for it again and again, Yeah. but then you got it, you worked there, then they offered you full time and you went and all of a sudden it was like, this totally is different than my perception. And, and I thought that was really interesting to watch and go down. I not going to lie. Like I'm the older sister. So I was like, I know that's, that's what's going to happen. Right. But I think it was really, well, first of all, inspiring to see you get your dream job because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't and and it was like a satisfying feeling when you I because yeah. I tried to get that internship for multiple years and then I finally got it and I was just so stoked and then yeah I don't know I mean I knew kind of from the get-go as soon as I and started you worked I was really like, hard for that internship yeah for sure I yeah I busted my butt for it and then yeah. I got it and it was you were like trying to meet feeling. the right people too and like see how you could weasel and your I'm way like in. not a networker so that yeah. was like out of my comfort zone but Yeah, I got it. It wasn't what I wanted. And I think, honestly, when other people say, like, I'm working for a company that I don't like, like, I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. And what it just like the chips honestly fell like into place for me because this company was also based um, where I live, like my new company. So that just like worked out really amazingly. And then also just timing, like then they had the social media position that also just like aligned with my previous experience and I was like well that's amazing too so everything just kind of fell into place but for other people who are sort of struggling to be in a job that they really like are passionate about and inspired by you know you can always find other other ways of sort of you know other hobbies and passions and and things that you can do outside of work to sort of fill that void almost yeah it's hard to like I totally understand having a job that doesn't 100% align with your ethics like I think focusing on your personal life first and your personal changes first and then keeping your options open and like looking for things Mm -hmm. while you're at the job that maybe doesn't totally align like because there is a a degree of like you have to pay your bills and I I would never judge someone for staying in a position that maybe all of a sudden they've opened their eyes to sustainability or something along those lines or even veganism whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and staying there because you have to pay your bills at some point actually to interject on that point right when I was leaving they sort of pulled me aside and presented this really interesting opportunity but it was a future opportunity so I didn't want to hang my hat on it myself but if I it was really interesting that they were saying that the company itself wants to get better at sustainability blah 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 and they were like we see how how much you are invested in it and how much knowledge you have in this area. And like, we would love to have you on that team in the future. And so that just goes to show that like I worked on it in my personal life. And then this company that's very corporate, like sustainability profit obviously came before sustainability and they recognized that I was on a, like a greener path. And then, yeah, they were like, we have this cool thing that we think you could help us with. And so as an individual at your company, whatever it might be, if you really show them how passionate you are about sustainability, they will start to listen. And even our friend, she works for a beer company, but she herself, 
she herself is super passionate about the environment and now is on like the head of their yeah. sustainability board. So I was just going to say like there's always different organizations that you can join within your organization. And that or, like, might be more powerful because you, yes, I mean, one person has the ability to change, like to make waves wherever they are. But mm-hmm. if you are able to make changes within these massive corporations, yeah. that's even more important, I think. There's also something to be said for advocating for change within these big companies. Like as much as you know, say there's a huge company like, you know, P&G, Unilever, whatever, mm-hmm. that obviously don't align with my values. There's something to be said for advocating for change within those already established companies rather than going to another one. Like there's pros and cons to everything, but like changing these big companies because they already have infrastructure in place. Yeah, they exactly. already have these supply chain systems and everything. And so rather than starting something new and just scrapping all of like wasting all of these years that all these big companies have put into play there's something to be said for just changing like why can't we change the core values and core I mean obviously it's not easy but the the ways that these big already established companies do things because yeah they do have supply chains they've got connections they've got offices and warehouses and everything all over the world like yeah they have they have more of an ability to make change across the world totally yeah So I guess my point there is that if you are right now at a company who you don't necessarily vibe with and they might not align with your values, you can always sort of figure out a way, and I know it's easier said than done, but maybe see how can I make changes where I am, like where I'm working now. And keep your eyes open at the same time. And totally keep your eyes open. I find every time I go on like Indeed and I start looking at, like I'll just type in, you know, whatever it is that I like doing because... You know, I, I would, you know, like the roles that I, I'm good at doing and then all these random companies pop up that I've never heard of before. And mm-hmm. some of them do semi align with my values, yeah, you know? Totally. And so it, it does looking for jobs is super overwhelming. Holy. Yeah. It's like oh the worst goodness. process I've ever had to go through other than yeah. college applications. Yeah. It's more overwhelming than college applications. Cause I feel like college applications, you see, like, you know, the names of these schools and you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to chuck in. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Looking for jobs is a lot and it's almost depressing because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very tied to your income and everything that you're going to be doing for, mm-hmm. you know, 10 hours out of the day, every day. Uh, so I get that. But yeah, every, like every time you look, like just be optimistic and like think random companies will pop up that you've never heard of before yeah. that might align and like continuing to do that for fun on the side while advocating for change within your current organization, I think is a great thing to do. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, you're two years younger than me, mm-hmm. but you've been vegan longer than me, even though I, we were living together. That's what I pride together. myself off of, honestly. <laughs> What do you mean? Because I'm like, yeah, my sister, she's, you know, this like vegan influencer thing, but I I was vegan first. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like the word influencer. No, me neither. But now I work in social media. So it's like I live and breathe that word. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I went vegan my senior year of high school, which means that you were in your sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was like an interesting time because I think even back then, which was what, like five years ago, um, it really wasn't a thing. Yeah. I mean, like we. It is. It is crazy to see how it's changed. Yeah, like even like the just word in the last vegan years. is so much more common. I was so we're at our parents' house right now, and I was in the shower, and they have like Garnier shampoo bottles, and literally they both of them say vegan on them. I know which they're is not cruelty free, yeah. but it's like an advertising point now that yeah, like what does that mean? There. Like it just yeah. 
But anyways, anyways. yeah. So um, yeah, I went vegan in senior year of high school and then I remember calling mom while I was I lived away I was in school and I remember calling home and her being like yeah Leah's doing this vegan thing now and I just remember rolling my eyes I thought it was ridiculous I was like okay yeah that'll last two seconds and I (laughs) I I thought veganism was weird at this point like yeah well actually to your point it did kind of last two seconds and this is like the worst thing that I like to admit but so I was vegan all of yeah, senior year. And then I went to university. And then that Christmas, if you remember. So this mm. is, um, yeah, I slipped and I ate cheese. And yeah. I was like kind of well, peer pressured thing, into yeah. it. But looking back, I'm almost happy that that happened because I knew that I was vegan for the wrong reasons at that point. And so I don't know. I mean, the OG vegans will probably remember Essina O'Neill. Oh my gosh, TBT. Yeah, TBT. Yeah. She was just like, I think she was actually my age and I really, I found her on Instagram, um, in grade 12 and I just like, I loved how vibrant her life was and, and like, she obviously had like an amazing body and I was like, oh yeah, this is what I need to do to like look like her, I think. Yeah. And so that's why I went vegan senior year and, and that just like. Which I think obviously is a negative reason to go vegan, but also introduced you to the idea. Yeah. So, you know, there's pause because I would say I also was intrigued by veganism again back in the same time frame because I saw all these people mostly in Australia for whatever reason mm-hmm. I thought that like they were all you know in the sunshine eating tropical fruit and that sounded like yeah intriguing I to mean me. I think there's a difference though between going vegan for health and then going vegan for vanity oh yeah. and I think when I was that young it was definitely again for the wrong reasons because I wanted to look a certain way mm-hmm. um, and that's why and just like when it is based on you know perception of like looks and vanity it's not strong enough to really hold you and so that's why I had that slip up because we were around like all of our cousins who are also all like beautiful and whatever and I was like whatever they're eating cheese like I can do it and so then um, it was like out the door yeah and then when I went back to school I was like why did I just do that like that was a year and a half of my life that I just like threw away Um, and then I just went like ham with it, like actually for lack of a better word, but, um, I just, (laughs) I, the ethical side of it just became so much stronger. And then I was just like, I was going to vigils and I was part of like this club that was like a vegan club on my campus and like going to slaughterhouses with like signs. And I just became so invested in the ethical, like the animal side of it, um, and then slowly became even more so into the environment side. And that's sort of where I stand now. I mean, obviously I'm vegan for everything, but um, yeah, now I'm a lot more passionate, I think, about like the environment and protecting our planet. And yeah. it's just been interesting to go through like different waves of it, I guess. And I've sort of been exposed to like every motiv- motivating factor. Yeah. Let's actually, let's go back to this point you made about peer pressure Mm -hmm. because I think that's a really big thing a lot of people get intrigued by veganism for whatever reason it might be right and I think there are so many reasons good reasons to adopt a vegan lifestyle but then they get home and they have parents making fun of them like oh well can't you just do this like why shouldn't you You just mom still does that she does and I'm like you need to chill (laughs) I know I know and it's been both of us have been vegan now for five years yeah I'm not gonna like break it for a slice of cake yeah and also like I I don't understand why anybody else has an issue with what I'm chewing and swallowing right that doesn't make sense to me I think because they want they 
don't want you to like miss out or feel like you're missing out. I don't know. But for it's me, not it's like, that but the mom. thing is, it's not like I can't have it. I choose not to. Oh, totally. And that is something that frustrates me. Yeah. Whenever my friends who aren't vegan, they're like, oh, right, right, right. You can't have that. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I could. Right. I, I could. can put that in my body, but like, but like I, I really don't, don't want, want to. to. Yeah, right. exactly. There's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, mom definitely just still <laughs> does that. But yeah, we'll no. be out and she'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, the salad's vegan. Oh, well, there's cheese in it, but it's fine, right? And I'm like, mm, nope, I, th- I think you're missing the point here. Yeah, and I've I've traveled she's with her mom though. a lot, and she, whenever we're in Europe or something, and she's like, you should definitely try this delicacy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you should just try it. Yeah, especially but, when you're traveling, people are like, well, I don't want to miss out. And it's like, well, yeah. what are you missing out on? Are you going to remember that two seconds from now? Okay, but I get it. It's food. No, but I get it. Yeah. I think... I think you are a lot more like it's food, but yeah. I, I have a I, weird, because I have a background in a relationship with food, a weird relationship with food. I have a different relationship with it than I think a lot of people, because I do just see it as like something I'm chewing and swallowing. Right. And I don't, really when I'm traveling, I see it as a cultural thing and I appreciate it. And yeah. sometimes I honestly do want to try it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I am bummed that I can't have like the pierogies, you know, but like at the end of the day, I choose not to. And I feel great for making that choice but I get the peer pressure thing and it just always boils down to you know at the core it's your decision yeah but my you know my choice to be a vegan for all of these reasons is stronger than you know the need to have this cultural experience and I can watch everyone else have it I also think like there's no you're you don't really miss out on anything because everything can be veganized so you still can partake you just might need to maybe say it's pierogies for example you might just be somewhere where they don't have they can't make you vegan pierogies but although you could ask but um so you might miss out on it for that second, but you can still, you know, like when I came to visit you in Philly, I could still have a Philly cheesesteak, but mm-hmm. I just had to go to a, like a vegan spot to right. get it. And you so know the, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or or make it at home or, or whatever, but I, I don't know. No, 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 totally. And I think a cool thing now is the, the app Happy Cow. Honestly, mm-hmm. I live and die by that app. Um, and every place I've been in the entire world, there will be a vegan restaurant on Happy Cow. Or a veggie restaurant that has options or whatever. And that's honestly like pretty fun to find these weird places. And then you're probably going to a different neighborhood that's outside of the tourist area. And mom's always been super supportive in the fact that like she'll come with me to get this like Mm -hmm. dinner or whatever. Um, And she'll also eat at at them, which is pretty cool. Um, But yeah, I mean, every single place I've been in Europe, you know, in like North America, in South America, they have they have something and that's almost cooler again because you get to go like off the beaten track you're eating with locals you can meet other like-minded people from different countries so there's pros and cons to it but you know to me I just I think I weigh the pros stronger yeah it just takes some time looking sometimes you know like I think that a lot of people would say well I've been to x y or z place and I didn't couldn't find anything what would you say to that um there's always something yeah and yeah, there's always going to be something. It just might not be the best thing on the menu. And like, honestly, I hate garden salads. And like, that's never going to be something that's appetizing to me. But worse comes to worse, there'll always be one of yeah. those. You know, there'll or always like, be bread. There'll always be pasta. There'll always be rice. There'll always be, I don't know, there's yeah. potatoes. Like, there's so My many thing things. My thing is that like omnivores eat vegetables as well. 
you know? So like if I were to go to a steak place, for example, they still have like, they're probably going to have potatoes, you know, they're probably going to have something, Mm -hmm. but you might want to eat before you go or just have snacks, stop into a grocery store when you're traveling and grab something, um, filling preferably rice, oats, like go for the, yeah, go for the filling stuff. Preparation is key, but also my friends are super chill about it and they'll like always tell me the restaurants that they're thinking of in advance so that I can look at the menu or I can make suggestions and like Mm -hmm. everyone's very open-minded to it. Um, I will say I have had friends in the past who weren't open-minded to it and I just, we kind of went our separate ways. Like I don't need people in my life who I loved them, but if you're not going to accept me for who I am, and if you're not going to accept my values, like your values are your core. Well, I think of it this way. Um, I don't get that personally like victimized by it, yeah. but if I'm like, okay, let's say I'm celiac and my friends want to go to like a pasta restaurant, yeah. it, it is definitely like a little inconsiderate of them, I guess, but at the same time, they're my friends and I'm the one who has like this exception. So I'll just eat before and I'll go with them and I'll get a drink and whatever else and like an appetizer and I'll figure it out. I'm, I never make a big deal out of it because once you make a big fuss out of it, it just automatically becomes less attractive to everyone else. So just go along with the flow. You have to be chill about it. You got to just like, yeah, take it as it is and prepare. And hopefully your friends are cool enough to like, choose a restaurant like a Thai restaurant that everyone can eat at you know um I don't know any any form of like most Asian genres of food are relatively easy to find Asian Italian Mexican like literally everything as long as you're not going to a steakhouse like you're chilling a steakhouse Uh, you just ask and they'll make yeah and they really do like I know the steakhouse by my university they had like this amazing cauliflower dish that like because my uni was kind of cool it did have a ton it was a very vegan school mm-hmm. it was like very hippie which was awesome and so the town itself definitely school, catered on the other to that hand, was not <laughs> right but I mean you you did it yeah so it's like do. you do whatever like we've been to places I remember Paris a few years ago it's definitely changed now because even the last time we went was better but um it was really hard and I was just eating like baguette all the time. There's really, it was definitely tricky because they just put butter in everything. Um, but I did it. Like I made do. Yeah. Um, and I still had an amazing time. So I just think that like there's so much fixation on food when you're traveling and it's just like you'll figure it out and it'll be fine. Enjoy the you know? place. Yeah. Too, enjoy you know? the like, place. Like there's... that's really why you're there. Yeah. Um, and then your family can do all of those things and you can tag along and still experience it, but you're just not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> preparation is key and just go with the flow. That's yeah. my, that, those are my key takeaways. Totally. And like, try not to, like, I look at it with a positive attitude because if you're kind of like, I hate using this phrase, but if you're like victimizing yourself, if you're like, oh, it's going to be so hard or like, I can't do it, then it's going to be hard. But if you right. look at it and you're like, I'll be fine. I'll yeah. be fine. Like, just keep telling yourself, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I think we're both very think, much like that. We're yeah. just like, okay, let's go. It usually like, works out. Yeah. Even here in like Vermont, yeah, we've figured out a way. We just get sub sandwiches yeah. and put a ton of veggies in yeah. them. Yeah, hummus subs hummus and with veggies and we're good to go. We eat the same thing for three days in a row, but yeah, we're fine. Which, yeah, <laughs> maybe not ideal at some point. Like this morning I was like, I'm going to make my own food today because I really don't want that sub again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just exactly. over it. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, you make do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was kind of a rant. It was. I feel like every time we talk is a little bit of like a rant. And then mom yeah. and dad are like, simmer down. I know. Because <laughs> it always sounds think, heated, but it's just, we're both such loud people. Yeah. And I, um, the way I am around you is different than I the way I am I around everyone. I think that's everyone. with every sibling. Yeah, every family is yeah. like that. But I don't know. Which honestly I'm working on though, because sometimes like the only people in the world that I get angry at is you and mom. Yeah. No, I know that. And I, I know. And I'm genuinely get, working on it. You're bad at it. I'm bad. Yeah. It's okay. We but I don't get that on. way with anybody. Mm-hmm. Ever. Like, I'd never have arguments with my friends, my boyfriends. Like, I mean, I'm sure all the listeners can understand what you're talking about. Yeah. I think family dynamics are just different. But I'm working on it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to be a grouch yeah. when I have grouchy days. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're working on it. I am, man. I'm... I'm... <laughs> I'll work on it too. We all have things to work on. Making my way downtown. Yeah, we should maybe do some yoga later and be more calm. (laughs) You do yoga, don't you? Yeah, well, I have always loved yoga, but honestly, yoga studios are a pretty penny. They're quite expensive. And especially now that I obviously am on my own and like I'm financially supporting myself and everything that I do, it's, it's tough because the um, studio by my house is like a $130 $130 a month, yeah. which is absurd. Yeah. Like, I don't have that money to throw around. Um, but here's a little tip for all you frugal listeners <laughs> is <Okay>. that <laughs> most studios, if not all studios, will have some new student special. Um, and at my gym, it's $50 for an unlimited month. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And once that's over, I'll probably just find the next studio and do that for a yeah. month. And then once that's over, maybe a climbing gym and like, I'm just going to mix it up. And that's awesome for me because now I'm trying to practice at home too there's great YouTube videos and you can membership websites you can be a part of but I do feel like when you're beginning like the whole not that I practice yoga but what I've been told uh you know the whole like having somebody align you for the first couple times making sure that yeah and there's like a different vibe when you go to a studio such a different vibe I think it's honestly they're two different things mm -hmm. but Yes, you can absolutely practice at home. And now I feel more confident to practice at home. But I think just as like a jump start, mm-hmm. it's an amazing experience to be at a studio. It's just like the environment, honestly. Yeah. And there's a certain vibe and everyone gets there a little early and like lays down. So you have this carved out time where you can just relax. And it's done because I did just start this new job. My mind is always it's like I'm just stressed out all the time, honestly. And so going here for an hour, an hour and a half, whatever it might be, just to completely like release everything is so nice. And I think that, and I just don't know if I would give myself that time if I was at home, because even in Shavasana, I'd be like, okay, this is a waste of my time. I'm just going to jump in the shower and get going. But when you go to a studio, you're there, you know, and you're present. Very dependent on the type of person too, I think. Like you mean the teacher? No, you like as a, as a person. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Like, a lot of my friends don't like yoga because they would prefer their workouts. They want them to be tough. They want like to sweat and to just like hit things and just like get all their aggression out. Like that's the other thing is everyone has their one style of movement that they really connect with. I certainly have one that I really connect with Mm -hmm. my best friend, Tay, who everybody on the podcast has met before. She loves boxing. Mm -hmm. Won't do anything other than boxing. Like she loves it. So cool. I watch her little videos of her boxing. I'm like, do it yeah, she <laughs> likes to hit things um but only in a gym and uh she loves it and she's badass and like everyone has their one yeah. thing but like she could never go to a gym right whereas like I'm not a huge class person I don't do classes I go to the gym to like 
be by myself, zone right. out. And, and I'm I, only a class person. I don't like working out outside because I really want to just like zone out and yeah. be, you know, when you're on a machine, it's like, uh, you don't have to worry about tripping on anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's more like mind numbing. Yeah. I used to force myself to lift weights, but wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I like cardio. I just enjoy yeah. it. No, that's Everyone's so fair enough. Thing. Everyone has their own thing. And again, to my point before doing these like little month trials, like you can figure it out and go to multiple different types. And there's so many, like, especially yeah. nowadays, if you live in a city too, there's like so many bougie things that you can do and yeah. try those out and see if those work like soul cycle, whatever it might be. Like, There is truly something for everyone. And I have now, I used to feel like exercise was a punishment, but I see it now as like my time and it's so nice. And I understand it now when people are like, yeah, the endorphins and everything, because I will leave a hot yoga class, like sweating like crazy. And I just feel amazing. And I, and I'm sure that's how you feel once you leave the gym and once Tay, you know, does her boxing, like you just feel amazing. And so you'll know when you find your thing and it, it just is takes, something that yeah, I and it's do not something day. that I found until I was like on year what like eight of me trying to find it. You yeah. know, like it took me a long time. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll change too. Yeah, like as as I change, as I grow, as I evolve, and and it might even just be like I also love going for walks. Like I I, I love, love walking. Yeah, and I'm kind of I think I'm an introvert, and but with like really yeah, you know how there's like this spectrum. I'm definitely extroverted in certain settings, yeah. but I. I, I think what determines whether you're an introvert or extrovert is how you recharge. And I definitely recharge my energy by being alone rather yeah. than being surrounded by people. See, I don't know. Cause like I, I, on my personality test thing, like my Myers-Briggs, <laughs> I'm extroverted, but, and I definitely recharge when I'm with other people, but I also recharge when I have th- like deep work thinking time by myself. Right. I, I'm definitely recharge when I'm alone and mm-hmm. I, like I love nothing more than putting my headphones in and I just walk around the city like all day and I see new things and I try new like vegan junk food places and I like that's what I do every weekend almost and I am fired up by that like I look forward to the weekends to to do my little walking around is it weird that I feel like my biggest recharging things is when I'm alone and I talk to myself um (laughs) Like you no, sound I like a psychopath, but I know, but it's nice to like go over my no, plans I, yeah, t- with myself. Mm-hmm. And if I'm thinking them in my head, I don't get the same clarity as when I speak them out loud. I think I actually do the same thing. And I've mm. always been a very like visual, um, what's it oh when my you have gosh, to write yeah. things down? Like- I remember when you were in high school and middle school and like a kid and you would be studying for a test. The whiteboard. You, yeah. You had a whiteboard in your mm-hmm. room. One of those like little, it was one we had when we were kids yeah. that you still use. Yeah. And it, or it was a chalkboard. It was one side. Okay. It was double sided. It was like the Ikea thing. And you would sit in your room and you would teach it to yourself. Like you were a teacher and you would speak to yourself. And you know what? I did that until I graduated university. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I still do that. I I am a huge believer. I just like had to have a whiteboard and I had to write everything out and draw these. My last year of university, I somehow connected every single one of the courses I took Mm -hmm. and it was just this huge mind map and I was just always into mind maps I had like every color sharpie what's a mind map you know when you just like you make like all these connections on a piece of paper yeah so like every test I had and it was one of my teachers in high school my bio teacher she was like I think because I totally bombed the first test and I went to her and I was like I don't understand I studied my butt off like how did I get this grade and she was like I think you might be studying in a like in not in an effective way in an ineffective way whoa <laughs> um so 
she was like, you should maybe try this out because this is what helped me. And so then she was like, you should do mind maps where you connect all of the topics that we're talking about in this chapter. And then it really just helps you like see how it connects. And my life was honestly changed. Like I ended up passing every test with flying colors like it was just the weirdest thing and all I needed to do was see it on paper and see it in like bright colors and connect everything and so I also going back to the recharging thing every month or so I do kind of like to sit down and do like intentions and just Mm -hmm. be so in my mind right now I have this year of my life where I'm in this new job and I don't know where I'm going to be in a year or two. So I'm fully being like present in the next year and taking advantage of this and being active and like working on myself and, you know, developing my resume and being as strong as I can so that in, you know, a year or two, I I'm, can maybe go travel and do something else, but then have like this concrete resume to support myself. Anyways, so I'm being pretty aware of everything I do and yeah I like to sit down and be like okay what am I focusing on like and I do sort of I guess I do kind of talk out loud and I like I'm just conscious and journaling and yeah. making all these weird maps and yeah. I'm like where do I want to work on what do I want to focus on yeah. like yeah yeah I like to I feel recharged after those I don't do it as much anymore because I'm trying to drive my car less I really don't drive my car often for the whole sustainability thing like I try to walk to work I or work from home or um yeah, I really don't take it that often unless you I mean to, like, like leave the city. Walking around? Yeah, I like to walk as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I do take it to do groceries, though, because my grocery store is kind of far from where Wait, I I'm live. confused what you're talking about. I feel okay, like I just well, blanked I was just, out for a second. Okay, now I, you're talking about cars? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so, like, can we go back to my cool mind map? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so when I lived at our parents' house in Seattle and I would drive into the city because my office was in the city and like my friends were in the city... Uh, that was part of why I moved because I felt guilty about driving. But anyways. Yeah. Um, and Seattle traffic is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I had to do what I had to do. Anyways. Um, so I would talk to myself like in the car. Oh, yeah. When I was driving, like just to figure out my emotions like, oh, you know, so like I just started seeing this guy. How do I feel about him? Like, you know, just random you know, stuff you know like what, that. Or, like, though? How do I feel about this project I'm working on? And it helped me like get through it a lot more. And I've noticed that since I don't do those drives anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not as clear on just everything in life. And so I have to have like journaling sessions with myself or I have to talk to myself in my room and just be like, Tay, put your headphones in for a minute so I can just talk to myself, you know? Okay. But here's what's not weird about all of this, because I know originally I was like, that's weird, but I think I actually do the exact same thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, people do this, but they pay therapists to listen. Like all you really need to do is speak your mind out loud and clearly and so that you can like figure everything out. Although there is some, there's a nice part of like, sometimes I'll be speaking to myself about something and I can only get so far. Right. Cause there's no one reassuring you or challenging it. Exactly. But it's not weird because again, like you just really need to like say it out loud sometimes to like figure out what mess is happening in your brain you know which is also why journaling is powerful as well some people aren't like auditory learners Mm -hmm. there it's just taking the time to reflect and be mindful and to just yeah kind of decipher your thoughts even reflecting for like 10 15 minutes a day Mm -hmm. every day is really helpful yeah, especially if you're someone who's anxious, I think it's oh, it's often 100%. because we don't take the time to just like sit down and comfort ourselves and calm ourselves down and like figure out what's happening in our brain. Yeah, yeah. So if you just like if you are an anxious person, yeah, maybe try before going to bed just like yeah. 
sitting there and like drawing it out, writing it, whatever, just thinking it, saying it. And you'll see probably how like much calmer you feel. Yeah. I always used to look at to jumbling your thoughts. I had a, a period of my life where I was very anxious and all, a lot of that was I was actually B12 deficient. Really? Yeah. Did I not tell you about that? I feel like I've told you. Anyways, I had Whoa. like a, a summer where I was having constant anxiety attacks where like I would think about the smallest thing mm-hmm. that was maybe slightly stressful. Like I have to add a to do to my to do list. Like, oh, I have to get groceries on the way home. And I would have a full on anxiety attack. I'm like that too, honestly. If I have more than like three things, I'm like, nope, can't do this. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it would be like really small things that was just a small, small bit of stress to my brain. Yeah. And my brain couldn't handle the stress. So I was like trying to take adaptogens and do all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I also was getting like tingles in my arms if I held them Whoa. up for more than like a minute. Uh, and also my legs. And I was telling our mom about it because I was really concerned about my sudden anxiety and tingling and that yeah. didn't feel normal. And she did a quick Google search, which gotta love those, you know, don't, <laughs> love and don't know them. how much you should tr- trust <laughs> Google. <MD. laughs> but she just was like, you know, that those are symptoms of a B12 deficiency, which is uh, something That's that I recommend. I recommend that not only vegans, vegetarians take them, but everyone, because we do have an issue with that, yeah. whether, regardless of what you eat. But, um, or just our soils are so depleted uh, and a variety of other reasons. Anyways, but so I was like, oh, right, right, right. That pill that I'm supposed to take, but haven't taken in months. And so I took it. And within a couple days of me taking it, all of my anxiety was gone. But regardless, I'm still a stressed human being like anybody else. Yeah. And um, I don't totally remember where I was going. But with this actually, monologue. I want to talk about this because last night I even told you, I was like, dude, sometimes my I get like well, the weirdest I, tingling. Yeah. But I in my legs especially my legs actually they like go numb all the time and I overheard our dad talking about like how he's like yeah because we have a few buddies over and he was like yeah I if I don't drink enough water my legs will start to tingle which is another thing too yeah and I'm sure yeah I'm sure they're all hand in hand because I literally never drink water I'm, like I don't know how I'm alive I've been so bad at it in the last like year Unless I have a smoothie in the morning, mm-hmm. I don't drink water all I, day. I don't and know I don't why. have smoothies every day. I'm a camel and like I I hate water. Like I hate it. I don't know why. I just hate I the taste. I think a lot of people are that way. I It's not that I hate it. I never feel thirsty. I never feel thirsty. It's just like a challenge for me to force myself to drink it. Yeah. At work though, we're pretty nice. Like we're, I'm very lucky because we have yeah. sparkling water on tap. It's so bougie. Oh, wow. But so that actually like just even that little bit like helps me drink mm-hmm. more. But anyways, I wonder if I'm also B12 because I am literally the laziest person. I don't wash my veggies really. I like never take vitamins. I don't track the calories I'm eating. I don't track the nutrients. Like I don't know really what's up. <laughs> so yeah. maybe I should look into I mean even I have just, all of the B12 things like I I have them I just I'm so bad at taking them and so yeah maybe I should do that I mean and see if that helps the tingling yeah it sounds, sounds like a thing <laughs> but the, to, the, to this point like I'm still alive and so whenever someone's like oh where do you get all your protein whatever like <laughs> everyone you get Leah's it like you <laughs> yeah Leah's like I really don't do anything I'm like I and l- I'm fine zero anything and I'm alive yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm doing well no I I agree I just the tingling yeah, or maybe just take a multivitamin. Yeah. Because yeah, you get a little true. bit of everything in there and it can't hurt. You know what? I have those too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just start taking I recently was sent a new multivitamin and you would probably like this because you also like gummy candies. 
They're from they're a vegan gummies. They're from a company called Vegums, V E G U M S, and they have a sustainability mission where it literally came to me in like a a paper tube, and inside the paper tube there was a metal tin, and oh my then gosh. they sent me two like refill packets that you put in the metal tin, and cool. the packets are like a little plastic film wrap, but there is a sticker on them, which I don't know what the stickers mean. Might say biodegradable, but it does say like this package is biodegradable and home compostable okay i'm gonna reach out to them though to just like double check what it's made out of because i'm just curious they didn't really tell much about that but yeah they're gummy and they are delicious and they're one of those things and i will check it out yeah um but anyways yeah i i do really i have like a whole there when you look at the ingredients it is like i mean it's a a gummy right so it's Mm -hmm. like sugars and stuff i do have one that's more whole food stuff yeah I mean, I think you'd like them. Anyways, um, (laughs) I feel like I was going somewhere with that whole anxiety. Oh, oh, when I did have, was experiencing anxiety, but I also have certainly, I was uh, depressed for years. I would always look at it as like, it's a really incredible thing. I didn't always look at it this way, but once I reframed my mindset, I would look at it as like, my body is telling me something, which Mm -hmm. is pretty incredible that our like our bodies are so incredible the things I that know. they do yeah. even when it comes to like you know the tingling and everything like there was something wrong and my body was telling me I know it's fascinating. in a way and yeah. then I just had to look into it so it's like every time I feel depressed or sad or whatever you're allowed to experience those feelings because mm-hmm. they're natural but it's like there's obviously something off in your life and mm-hmm. it's pretty wonderful that your body is saying no 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 no, no. we're not going to put up with this we'd like things to be better Mm-hmm. because your body's quality of excellence standards are high which is wonderful yeah and sure. so you know I was depressed because I was not living up to who I was yeah and I was not doing the things that were me and it took me a few years to like get to know me I was living in a city I didn't love I was you know I had to make lifestyle changes yeah but um obviously not all depression comes from things like that but uh yeah, I just thought I think I looked at it as like it's pretty incredible that my body is doing these things. Same thing when I get a pimple, I'm like pretty cool that my body's like getting rid of whatever toxin, it needs to get yeah. rid of, you know, yeah. a toxin of some sort. And I haven't I haven't needed to do anything. It's doing mm-hmm. it all for me. Imagine if I had to think about everything in life plus keeping my bo- keeping my our lungs breathing and our heart working. Like our body just does things without us. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah, and I just think that you need to stop and like recognize that, you know, Mm because we're just go, go, go. And that's why there's anxiety. That's why there's all of this stuff because we're 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 living in in a a constant go, go, go. And we're just not. My roommate is amazing. She's such a feeler. Like, honestly, I think I I lack emotions sometimes. Like, I just I don't know what it is. And I think mom's very much this way. So that's why I am. But Mm -hmm. I'm very I'm just like, yeah, and I just. I'm Me and dad really. are very emotional. But We're my, both cancers. Okay, but my roommate <laughs> is like, um, just like feel it. Like take the time and feel what you're feeling. And she like always reminds me that. And I'm like, yeah, you're so right. Like feel these emotions. They're real. Sit down, reflect on them, figure it out. And then you'll feel so much better. And I think 100%. that's just like, that's the point. Totally. I think like every feeling is valid. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Every, every feeling is valid yeah. and you're not alone. And, and sometimes it's funny when like other people affirm these like weird things that you thought 
you were weird for feeling mm-hmm. and then you find out that like so many other people are worried about that and yeah. you're like oh and it goes for everything too not just like how you're feeling about yourself but how you feel about a friendship or a relationship like if you're not feeling like that person is giving you what you need mm-hmm. that's okay and you're allowed to feel that way yeah even though that's you're why very love languages are so interesting because like you so all like feel emotion in different ways and like receive emotion as well in different ways and and you're yeah, figuring out who you're compatible with exactly your friend or your partner might not know that they need to do something I ha- I had this conversation with my boyfriend uh, a few months ago because I felt like I'm a very like touch person like Mm -hmm. I need to be hugged all the time and you know I he's not and so I felt like I wasn't getting that and then we had the conversation and now everything's good he knows that he's not allowed to leave the room without giving me a hug (laughs) I think too it's like understanding other people's you know ways of giving and receiving because like I had a problem with someone at some point and I just like couldn't really figure out because she's amazing and doing everything nothing was wrong but I realized I was like oh it's just because we're two different people and so then I'm like once I understood her a little bit better then I was able to kind of lean into that and like entertain her way of like receiving and giving and then now we're like much better friends because of it because you can't expect everyone to be like you totally um we all have too like even you and I are very different Mm -hmm. even though we're pretty similar because we were raised in the same I think we're like too similar (laughs) we like butt heads sometimes but that's fine yeah happens pretty frequently anyways (laughs) but um everyone's different and yeah everyone receives energy and does things in their own ways Mm -hmm. and we have to acknowledge that first of all everyone's uniqueness is beautiful and needed and like how boring would this planet be if we were all the same totally yeah you know yeah no totally Um, and sometimes you know I think we're all unique and sometimes people just haven't figured out what their unique thing is yet Mm -hmm. um or what their unique thing at this moment is because mm-hmm. we're constantly evolving and changing. I'm like still figuring that out. I'm like, what am I totally. good at? I don't think it ever ends. I know. I, but again, it's taking the time to like think about it because yeah. I'm like, what am I good at? What do I like? What do I want to like? You know, what do I even I sat down the other day and I wrote down like what my style is, because especially since working at two fashion brands, I feel like my style has even like recently evolved a lot and I'm just sitting down and like figuring out like, what do I even like? I think what you just said is a very, one of the things you just said is a very important thing to hit on is the difference between what do I like and what do I want to like? Yeah. Cause it's good to aspire to things. I think it's good to aspire to things, but also we have to remember that like there's a chance that some of the things that we think we like, were just kind of not fed to us, but like society tells us what's cool and what's not cool. Do you know what I mean? Like specifically with fashion, like I found that I connected to it, to my personal style a lot more once I gave up buying new clothes because yeah. once I, was buying secondhand clothes it was like I was no longer being fed trends that were changing every that's week. exactly it there's a difference between style and a, and trends oh yeah and once you with anything in life like whatever's trendy is not gonna stick it's just superficial and so you need to figure out what you actually vibe with like at the core and that might not be what's trendy now and it might not ever be what's trendy but it's your style and that's way cooler totally so totally. actually on that note, what are some of the things that you've noticed since being at a more sustainable fashion company that you think are really interesting that maybe your company does or really wasteful that your old company did? I think one thing is that 
the company I work with now is a lot less fashion forward, which is totally fine. And I think that's what makes it sustainable, honestly, because it's it's not chasing trends. Mm-hmm. I mean, at my last company, there was like a trend and concept team. There was like our I was on the merchandising team and all we did was be on Pinterest and like looking at like what other people are wearing. How can we chase into that style? Like blah, blah, yeah. blah. It was just always trying to like be at the forefront of the trends. And I would say that that company... I hate that we're not naming them, but also I don't really want no, to. No, I don't want to name them either because I had an amazing yeah, time yeah, yeah. there and like I grew there and I really did like evolve my personal style there and the ladies were fantastic. But again, it was just like boiled down to what I valued and it wasn't that. And actually, to be honest, if there was, I was applying for marketing jobs. Okay, so really what the problem was, was that I wasn't in a job that I wanted and I was trying and trying to get to other areas of the company that I wanted to be in and it just kept kind of falling through and like jobs weren't opening and then eventually this one opened up at another company that was way more me and I was like, this is perfect. Like again, when I said like everything kind of fell into place, it really just did Yeah. because yeah, like I kept trying and trying and then just this other thing happened I remember when you told me that you were gonna apply for it you're like yeah like I don't know I'm either gonna I'm gonna apply for this or like if I don't get it I'm honestly just gonna leave and travel like you were just very I was gonna move to Australia it was either like I was gonna get this other job or I wasn't gonna keep wasting my time in a job that I didn't like and I was gonna move to Australia and live with my best friend Stefan Mm -hmm. who's is like such a vagabond he's literally just like living in a van all the time hitchhiking camping he's my biggest inspiration in life and I'm Mm -hmm. so happy that I met him um but yeah I was just gonna give it all up and travel and then figure it out and and it is scary and I know that job security is an important factor especially if you're a little older you know and have other people in your life to consider but I am really at the point where it's just me myself and I which is super cool yeah but back to your thing about like what did I notice about my last company and my new one it really was that my new company isn't constantly chasing what's next. We're focused on, you know, really nice, basic, sustainable pieces that you, you know, you only need a few t-shirts and then you're really set for life. You don't need all these crazy graphics, you know, it's just, it's. And I would say that your original company, what I was going to say before was probably, I would say they're one of the biggest ones in ever evolving the trends just in general. Like they're they're the ones that are causing all of these new trends that other companies will follow. Not really, sometimes. though, because like we really did copy. Like it was all a copy base. Which thing. is another thing that bothers me about that. Right. Nothing company. Unique. I've seen so many of so many of those like Instagrams that come out being like, this was our version and then this was their version. Yeah, like, like Diet the, Prada or whatever. That yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like the just like I'm a small artist and they right. totally ripped me off. Yeah, and, no, it happened. Yeah. There, there was really no. Yeah, I don't know. But my company now what's cool is that they're really focused on how did they get away with that you can get away with anything like yeah I don't know yeah what came first you know yeah it's always going to be like your word versus mine I don't know but also whatever so um uh the company yeah that I work with now we're also super into figuring out like innovative new fabrics that are better for the planet and like exploring hemp and but just in general the whole like not chasing trends thing that's like the Patagonia model of like I think that they're really incredible because they make classic pieces and they everyone read let my people go surfing by the founder of Patagonia and you will understand 
exactly how sustainable business should work. Yeah. If you're going to own a business that's a fashion business, you're already in like creating new garments. You're already not as sustainable as you can be because you're creating, creating new, new things. But if you're going to do that, then you do it that way. I also like the upcycling model. There are so many companies that are coming out yeah, making like things out of yeah, like, recycling existing totally. things. Like I know that there's a, a market now for recycled leather. Mm, I cool. still haven't quite looked into that, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, but I've heard I got wind of that. I know uh, there's a company in Seattle that I keep reaching out to that I want to do stuff with where they make stuff um, out of recycled cotton. Like they're just taking old oh, wow. stuff and like respinning it somehow. I don't know you could do that with cotton. I knew that you could do that with polyester. It's not polyester. They're doing it with cotton. I'm pretty sure. That's super cool. Yeah. Maybe it's polyester. Well, because Anyways. I knew I'm I like one of the amazing things about polyester is that unfortunately, yes, it's made of petroleum and it's plastic. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about it is that you can constantly recycle it. Mm. so that's like a cool thing about it but um and that's why recycled polyester is even cooler because you can just keep giving it new lives yeah. but then again every time you wash it you get microfibers right which is why my company it's like if it gets recycled yeah like well what are the chances so it's gonna get recycled totally i mean the the argument there is that if you're if it's in your clothing then you should get a guppy bag or one of those like yeah. attachments i've heard a lot of people saying that like we shouldn't even get guppy bags that like it's just not worth having synthetic fabrics like we they, they're better off in a landfill than they are mm. being continually washed yeah my company we use it for bags because which they, i love because they don't really get washed exactly and because we've thought about the microplastic shedding but um like yeah, same thing the though, recycled with the... cotton seems cool if that's a thing because yeah. that's awesome but yeah. cotton you know, I honestly think hemp is like the way of the future because cotton does require so much water and yeah. hemp doesn't. Yeah, hemp is really like a magical plant. I know. I think slowly but surely everyone's kind of like becoming awake to the whole hemp thing, mm-hmm. which is We cool. were talking the other day with one of our friend's boyfriends who has like this conspiracy theory that like hemp was <laughs> like people were told not to like it because it had so many incredible abilities that it could hurt literally so many industries like it could hurt the medical industry it could hurt the textile industry it could hurt all of them so like the government was telling people like not like that it was a scary plan that sounds bad like the government but it really honestly I can lean into that idea because I'm sure like even like so okay maybe not the government let's use the economy (laughs) well like hemp and marijuana different things but totally it's different plant Oh, I thought it was the same plant. Female yeah. of male, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, anyways, um, obviously, like, medical marijuana has all these amazing qualities. So that obviously harmed the pharmaceutical industry, which is a multi-bajillion dollar industry, you know? And then, yeah, if we're... It threatened corn. It threatened, like, yeah, everything. everything. So I can kind of understand that. I mean, I, I think we've all seen, like, the documentaries, like, What the Health, where you realize how much involvement these huge industries have in, like, everyday... Um, everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, so scary. But anyways, I'm... I think slowly but surely hemp is becoming more and more, and it's very cool to see. Um, yeah, it's prevalence grow, and yeah. I'm excited about it. But anyways... Well, back to what I was saying about Patagonia. I don't think I finished that thought. They make like really classic pieces, but they've also like, they don't want their stuff to go out of style. Like the Mm -hmm. resale value of their stuff is so high. Nobody's throwing out a Patagonia, even a Mm t-shirt, right? They, they're reselling them and the resale value is so high because they've kept their brand really cool and they're making classic pieces and their quality is high. And then also they will fix up anything that you've bought from them. However, I have heard, um, cause 
my boyfriend went to go get like his jacket repaired, but they wouldn't do it because he had bought it at Nordstrom mm. rather than from Patagonia. Mm. Um, and it was still expensive to get his other jacket fixed. Okay. Anyways, but, I think. A- <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is like, they're just like a great platform to, to yeah. recognize like the way that they do things. And, and they, it's really in, ingrained in everything that they do. Cause they want you to be outside, but they also want you to be respecting the outside. Yeah, that's true. So I think, um, a good takeaway from that is that when you're looking at your own style again, and your own choices, like it's always going to be secondhand will be the most sustainable because mm-hmm. you create nothing new. It's already here for you and you can find cool pieces, which is exciting. But if you are going to buy something new, then it's important to look at the companies that you're buying from and to really see if they, yeah, if they align with you. And like mm-hmm. Patagonia is a company that I can support. I can support my company. I can support like Girlfriend Collective and stuff. There are so many cool Yeah, because there things. aren't, sometimes there's cases where you can't buy used or you yeah, can't totally. find something specific that you want to find used. I, I and 100% honestly, get like, that. I, I like clothes and I, and I like expressing myself through fashion and I do like buying new things and I'm not, and like, I know that's a hypocritical statement. I think though, okay, my thing is that with sustainability, a lot of the way that you do things is about changing the way you do things, right? So, so for example, going from buying new to buying secondhand Mm -hmm. and for some people, it's really hard to get comfortable with the secondhand or to to figure out the secondhand model mm-hmm. um, from a standpoint of like it being as easy or as convenient or comfortable. Yeah. So I think that with sustainability, it's about your long term right. impact. So like that's step so if, one. If what like if finding a company that. Yeah. If right now you feel you don't feel comfortable totally thrifting, maybe 15 years from now you will be. Yeah. And so I think like every baby step that's right for that one individual person, like what we were saying is like everyone's different. Everyone has a different, you know, way that they study, way that they are comfortable with things, like way that they want to dress, like whatever you need to do on your journey, Mm -hmm. do it if it's going to keep you on the path for the next 25, 30 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyways, do you have any other closing thoughts? I don't, but my legs are starting to get numb because I'm like, we need to wrap this up. Yeah, we've been sitting on a bed. We we probably should have sat in chairs. (laughs) Not a very comfortable position. Um... Okay, well, thanks for doing this for me. I, I, I with hope, me. I I hope it was want. valuable. I don't even know if we made any good points. I, I think I think we did, and I think... Um, this is just basically like another day in the life of us whenever we're together. I feel like we just go on these tangents for hours. Oh, yeah. And like Christmas dinner is like just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 But so it would have been good if, got if out of it, yesterday our, my best friend's boyfriend, Sam, he literally like was going off on so many tangents and I was going to be like, and I was like hey, do you want to do a podcast together? <laughs> but um, oh. yeah, this is kind of the story of our lives. Yeah. But I think they're good things to talk about. And also, like, to people listening who might feel alone mm-hmm. with any of this or on their journey, hopefully some of this connected with you and um, yeah. is valuable in any way, especially if you're looking for a job. I think we did a good job at hitting at that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Also, um, our parents just came home and I can hear them yelling from I where know. we were located. <laughs> Um, but I guess if anyone has questions they can ask you and you can text me or I don't know I can figure that out do you want them to f- find you on social yeah, media I mean, and I don't send care. you a DM yeah if, I don't think anyone will have questions but if you do I'm Leah Bobia on Instagram <laughs> I'll tag it in the description cool um, but yeah I'm Any always happy thoughts? to talk to people about literally anything sustainability 
You're learning more and more too. Like sometimes you post things on your stories and I'm like, I didn't know that. Like you you definitely are educating yourself really well. I like spending time doing that, I guess. But also you don't hold back and like you'll correct me if I'm wrong because I'm still learning. Yeah. I mean, you're my sister. So yeah. yeah. No, it's good. It's good. And as soon I'm not like embarrassed when you correct me, I'll post that. And I'm like, okay, it's important that other people know. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Yeah. Um, Okay. One closing question that I ask everyone. Yeah. What's something that you do, a piece of self-care that you practice that helps you feeling you? That helps me feeling me. Yeah. I think we talked about this the entire time. Yeah. It's honestly, I, yeah, I like going on walks by myself with my headphones on and listening to music. I like... Would you say you work that into your daily practice? Not into my daily practice, but I, well, I used to walk to work and that was like, I guess, part of it. But now I bought a bike, so now I bike to work and I don't like biking with headphones on. I just think it's already like dangerous enough. Yeah. Um, well, you had a couple run-ins with. Yeah, literally, I you bought a new. Your <laughs> no, I broke it. You broke it. I literally bought a bike and I took it out for my first spin, and within the first ten minutes, I got caught in the trolley line and I freaking flew and then <laughs> broke my broke my wrist. Yeah. But anyways, so, you had a slew of bad events. For yeah, like this two bike weeks. is like no, not for two weeks. It's been like for the past two months. Something oh, bad happens. Literally, with this bike she'll every just week. text our family group text and be like, "So I just got." A flat tire. A flat tire. Somebody just like locked their bike to my bike. Yeah, that happened. Everything has happened. This bike is like not good luck for me. But um, anyway, so I don't walk to work anymore. So I definitely incorporate it into most weekends, I guess. And again, yoga, finding whatever that. And I do that basically every day. So it's also super nice. And I honestly really like my morning routines. I'm a very routine person. I know you are too. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I've always been a morning person and I will get up earlier. So I have that time for myself. And so I always make like a coffee or matcha or something in the morning and my breakfast. And then I sit and I usually like watch a YouTube video because I, I still love doing that. And then I get ready for the day and go. And just like having that little time in the morning definitely makes me feel me and a little bit more calm. And then yeah at night I also like always make myself dinner and that's such a good ritual for me and then I yeah I don't know yeah, little rituals no, that make ones. me feel me yeah mm-hmm. all right well thanks for coming on the show <laughs> thanks for having I me I know I was like pulling teeth for a minute there you did not want to do this I did not want to do this but I'm I'm glad I did it was cool good yeah, yeah. I told you it's just a conversation but just with a the microphone combo. yeah yeah <laughs> all <laughs> right okay oh right. I'll tag you right all your socials be in the description of the episode cool Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. (laughs) Ciao. See ya. Ciao. Bye. (laughs) As always, thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation with my little sister, Leah, and I. Uh, All of her links are in the description box of this episode, as well as all the important links to how you can support the show and how you can find me elsewhere. Watch my YouTube videos, find my email newsletter, Patreon, Instagram, all of the places. And I will talk to you in the next episode remember to stay happy humble and forever compassionate i love you guys so so much again i know this is the second episode of 2020 but happy new year cannot believe it's january already and yeah okay bye